Shut up now, you hear? A little over a year and a half ago, we began this journey of discovery and conversation about the strangeness that this world has to offer. It all began with two guys playing a video game. And when they were ready to go, they released their very first episode titled, Let Us Introduce Ourselves. Today, we redo one of the absolute worst episodes in the history of this podcast. (laughs) Our first one, episode zero. With a few new voices and a new direction, it is my pleasure to have this opportunity almost 19 months later to redo our introduction to the world. Only this time, we did less preparation and are far more comfortable behind the mic. Thank you for joining us in our 79th episode titled, Let Us Reintroduce Ourselves. Welcome back to Infinite Rabbit Hole. Man, this episode's going to be way worse. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Jeremy, and it was myself and my good friend Jake who birthed this monstrosity you know as the Infinite Rabbit Hole. My loves and interests lie within the stories and worlds of creatures of mystery, cryptids, urban legends, myth, and lore. Those are my specialties. But nothing is off the table as long as it has a good story I can uncover and bring to the show for all of you to enjoy. Since I was a kid, I've been a fan of monsters and their mysteries. Ever since that day, that I, myself, witnessed something that everyone will tell you is not real. So in my mind, if they tell you that it's not supposed to exist, then it is at least worth someone looking into it, and uncovering the stories of those that are either lost, or too afraid to come forward with their own stories. I am that someone. Now, like I said, I did not start this by myself, so it is with my pleasure that I welcome Jake to the show. Jake, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you bring to the Infinite Rabbit Hole. I'm a skeptic about everything. Yeah. (laughs) I agree with what you just said, what you just put out there, that everything deserves to have some interest in and exploration to see if things exist with the exception of mel's hole and the fresno nightcrawler those are my two that absolutely hands down crap right but other than that now i'm i mean i don't know i don't have a script written up but you know i'm a like it says on on the website i'm a bible believing christian i believe in the truths found in the bible i look at everything through the lens of christianity I uh, am a skeptic when it comes to the paranormal and the uh, the aliens and the cryptids and all sorts of stuff. And the only cryptid I, I honestly believe could exist, I mean, with the exception of like um, animals that have gone extinct, that could there could be small numbers of them. But like a, a real cryptid would be Sasquatch, which is the only one that I, I really truly want to find. I I don't know. I'm just I'm. I'm not like Jeremy. I'm I'm a pretty even-keeled guy. I don't get excited about a lot of stuff and all worked up, and I just like being here, especially now that I'm here and I'm actually engaged in the podcast and I'm not uh, planning to dip out at any time soon. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's an announcement for everyone, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That's Jake, everybody. <laughs> so, Jake, uh, during our first episode which is no longer available to be listened to by anybody. It was garbage. I t- 
It was. It was trash. Hot trash. <laughs> Hot trash. <laughs> we were nervous. I listened to it today just because, I mean, it's like 24 minutes long, Gosh. super short. How bad was and, it? And, oh, it was awful. Okay. It was awful. You should, you should listen to it. All it's right, bad. Well. <laughs> I'll put it in the drive. You guys can listen to it. Sweet. So I told the story of how we came up with the idea to do the show. Yeah. This time, obviously, we have to retell the story. I want you to tell the story. Okay. So, yeah. I'll, I'll tell the real story so the listeners know. Okay. So Jeremy <laughs> likes to, um, what's what's the word? Um, fluff up the story a little bit, right? That's not true. So he'll tell you that the first time he ever told me that he saw Bigfoot when he was a kid, that I told him that he was full of crap and he was a liar and all these sorts of things. And, oh, you don't really believe in that sort of crap, do you? And he'll use some more choice words that I'm not willing to say on here. But, uh, that's oh. mostly true. <laughs> um, I was certainly skeptical, very certainly skeptical, definitely skeptical. Um, cause the only people that I'd ever heard talking about Bigfoot or having a Bigfoot experience was like somebody on TV or like, you know, one of those finding Bigfoot TV shows. As far as I'm concerned, it was really just, just a big old nothing. Right. So he, we're playing arc together. We've been working together at this point for years and we started playing video games. I, I took a break from video games for a really long time and he brought me back in with arc on PlayStation. So I literally bought a PlayStation just so I could play arc with Jeremy. So I'm sitting here and we're playing and he's telling me about his story that we've had, we've shared on here quite a few times. Um, and yeah, it was somewhat unbelievable. But from what I know about Jeremy, he is also, you know, he, he not really he doesn't get riled up. You know, he doesn't get all worked up over stuff. He is very even keeled. And the way he was telling the story was like an experience that actually happened to him, not like something he was making up on the spot or something he had rehearsed. And he was able to answer questions. And, you know, when he was talking about it, there was somewhat of a visceral reaction to certain parts of the story like when the bigfoot grabs the deer's head and slams it off the tree and that usually only happens when somebody actually had an experience and something kind of shook them up right or they're just a really dang good actor so there was something to that and i'd known him for quite some time it wasn't like some acquaintance that just you know hey i saw a bigfoot one time i'm like okay sure buddy um so there was something to it but then he expressed to me that he had always wanted to do a podcast, right? Somehow the conversation just leapt into an infinite rabbit hole, just a rabbit hole on a rabbit hole on a rabbit hole of a conversation. And it comes out that after two hours of playing this game, after he tells a story that he really wants to start a podcast, but he's never been able to get anybody to actually invest the time in it, that every single time someone says, okay, I'll do it, they eventually just lose interest and fall away. And so... You know, I've got nothing better to do, and I'm just like, all right, cool, let's do it. Because though I'm a skeptic and most things cryptid and, you know, alien and all that sort of stuff, I, I like the story aspect of things. I mean, if you break down the Bible into a lot of – into sections, most of it is a massive history lesson. It's stories. It's people's lives, what they're writing about in, like, the Old Testament stuff. And it's just, it's just massive long stories. And – 
it interests me. I like history. I, I like I like listening to stories, right? So it's already something that I'm, I'm already invested in, or it's, it's something that uh, piques my interest, I should say. So I'm like, yeah, you know, that would be interesting. It'd be cool. And I've known this guy for a really long time, and I'm in the business of seeing dreams succeed. I mean, I really like that sort of stuff. I like seeing people, you know, open up and find their groove and get into, you know, the stuff they really want to get into. I mean, and so being supportive of my friend, I'm just like, all right, cool. Well, I'll, I'll help you out. And his response, of course, you know, Jeremy, you've been, you know, at this point probably shot down by a dozen people. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, well, I mean, you say that, but, you know, and I'm just like, no, come on, man. Let's, you know, let's start figuring this thing out. It can't be that difficult. There's a million freaking podcasts. Let's, let's figure this thing out. So it, it took a while, but we did it, right? And it was crap at first, but we did it. But that, <laughs> that was the origin story was that you told me. And yeah, there was that skepticism, right? That natural skepticism of being like, yeah, okay. But then as you went into it, I'm just like, geez, I think something actually happened to this guy. <laughs> something that you can't say like, oh, it was probably a black bear standing on its hind legs. I'm like, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, and look where we are now. It's crazy. Yeah. And I've had my own Bigfoot experience. I haven't seen one, but I found a big old gnarly footprint and stuff. And I heard a bunch of tree knocks and screams and everything. And I'm just like, cool. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So the the show is basically birthed around the topic of Bigfoot. And when we first kind of came to the idea of making a podcast, we started off with the idea of going strictly Bigfoot. Uh-huh. And but the problem was, Jake, that we it, it was too narrow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, how much content can we clearly have and then we started talking about just cryptids mm-hmm. and again it's just too narrow so then we just opened it up to anything unknown un- misunderstood and mysterious mm-hmm. basically you're 40 in topics and that's where we landed in the infinite rabbit hole we, we went through geez how many different names did we have picked out Oh, dude, when it was coming to the naming process, if if there's anybody that's listening right now, and we, we have gotten a couple that have like shown interest and stuff, and I think Kenzar is, is one of those people that might bounce from this into, you know, her own podcast, you know, that would be cool, really cool to see, you know, maybe, maybe not, but starting up with the name and the logo are the hardest things because you want to have something catchy, something that kind of gives, you know, the what the podcast is what is it all about and dude we must have gone through 30 different names and you had suggested infinite rabbit hole probably at number 10 and i was like no that sounds dumb you know all that stuff i was just like yeah and i that's how i felt you know just like that no and we just kept we're like um campfire cryptid time you know or something like that or like uh you know something that incorporates stories or something just massive list right and eventually you you ran with the idea of the infinite rabbit hole and then you drew up a uh like on the whiteboard you drew up what you kind of had the idea of the logo being and that's when it clicked for me i was just like oh yeah we could make this thing really cool so then we ended up just going with infinite rabbit hole because at the list of stuff that we had either it was taken or it was or it sucked or it sucked yeah it was just <laughs> it wasn't good enough right and i'm glad yeah. that we stuck with the name because that's exactly what we are because the way we bounce around we don't stay on one topic you know our our last season was just a mixture of stuff you know you can't 
you can't describe what we do and the content we put out as anything other than an infinite rabbit hole when it comes to how we'll bounce around from the Bermuda Triangle to aliens to Tiwatiwakan to, you know, to, to all these different yeah. things. Now that we have, you know, more people with different, you know, interests and stuff. And it's just like, honestly, now that we're, you know, 79 episodes deep, that name just, it, that's it forever. You know, it's, it's perfect. I agree. Couldn't agree more. Before we get into bringing in the current host, the other current hosts, um, let's talk about a little bit about what our plans were with the infinite rabbit hole, our initial ones. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was Jake and I, like Jake said, he's a, he's a Bible believing Christian myself. I don't hold, I, you know, I, I look at religion as a, a mystery to me and it's something I, I do do some research into, but I can't sit here and say that I am spiritual or religious or, or any of it, but I am very into all mysteries and I do look at it as a mystery and with my eyes. So Jake and I, we don't share the same interests and visions when it comes to this stuff, beliefs. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were going to run with. Okay. Let's look at all this strange stuff in the world from the point of view of two people that believe in completely different things. Yeah. So we were, we were kind of rolling a little bit and then we, got a, uh, a new co-host about halfway through the first season because Jake had to take a, a little time off to go move across the country. Mm -hmm. So I needed somebody to fill in for a little while and he ended up staying. His name was Wes. Uh, and Wes, again, um, had a completely different point of view from Jake and I. He was a very technological, scientific, uh, very into space and um tech which we all know now is fake so you know he needs to like, get a new <laughs> a new thing <laughs> um but you know and then wes ended up leaving and we got cj and andrew mm -hmm. which again brought two completely different points of view to the show andrew was a very pop culture um he was also a skeptic but he was very pop culture driven. So he was able to look at the topics that we see that we talk about and apply them to shows or take like examples from TV shows, music and, and the such. And CJ was a very, um, he was into the occult. So mm -hmm. the spiritual side or the, uh, the darker side of, of this stuff. Right. I mean, that right. that's what I, think of when i when i think of the occult i'm honestly I, I don't really know too much about the occult so i'm not gonna sit there and say that i do um but eventually they left at the end of season three so that left just jake and i again yep so we needed to fill it up with somebody and last season we were joined by the host of another podcast and with his presence he brought some mind-bending topics to the show Topics such as diving into the mystery of Atlantis, the eye-opening topic of weather modification, the brain-scrambling episode on the Georgia Guidestone. Of course, I'm talking about our resident conspiracy nutcase, Jeff. <laughs> Welcome back, man, and let everyone know a little bit about yourself and what do you bring to the show. Yeah, man, and don't forget the uh, 
guest appearance before I was a host on Project Bluebeam, which is one of oh, my, that's true. One of my true. favorite yep. topics. Yeah, I'm the uh, I'm the conspiracy guy. I'm the crazy one for sure. Uh, I don't believe anything, and my opinions and beliefs on things change day to day. So, <clears throat> luckily for these guys, every time we record, I don't think space is real, but. <laughs> there's other days tomorrow yeah tomorrow tomorrow (laughs) it could be um no i mean so i started my own show um a little over probably about a year and a half ago now and it's all what's what's that called go ahead and tell everybody it's called shadow band podcast you can find me don't be don't be afraid to say the name of the find me at onlyfans.com slash shadow band podcast no you can't picks on that yeah you actually (laughs) not yet not yet Uh, but yeah, so started the Shadow Band podcast and linked up with Jeremy. He came on the show, talked about his experience. Uh, then he had me on as a guest on Infinite Rabbit Hole, talked about Project Blue Beam, and then I became a host. Yeah, when are you gonna have me on, dude? When you listen to one episode, how about that? Oh, okay, so never then. Cool. <laughs> You've had Jake on. You've had both of us on. I have had Jake on, yeah. (laughs) You didn't even know that, Jake. Jake. That's how little you listened to my show. You didn't even know you were on the show. (laughs) Well, I listen to you all the time. You're here with us. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, point, I don't want you to listen so we can keep the running joke. (laughs) You know? I'll listen to one episode, and then I'll forget everything about it. No, you won't. You'll be hooked. I'm behind. But yeah, I'm the crazy guy. I'm the conspiracy guy. I like to think that uh, I know it all, but I know that I don't. So, you know, take what I say with a grain of salt and uh, look it up, as I always say. Look it up. Those that are listening, you guys can kind of see the trend here. When we grab hosts, we look for something different. We don't want this We don't want an echo chamber, yeah. Yeah, we, we don't want it to become an echo chamber. That's like the big thing that Jake and I were basing the original concept of the show off of was not sitting there and being like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's boring. You know, you, you if you sit there and listen to a podcast and everyone's agreeing on everything, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Right. We, we want everyone to be able to come on to this show or listening to this show and hear their voice through one of our hosts. And if you have a different opinion, let us know. We will read that thing off on the next episode. I can guarantee you. But the trend continues. Our newest addition to the cast of the Infinite Rabbit Hole is probably still suffering from the nervousness that comes with being a new at this stuff. Kenzar, let everyone know how nervous you are and what you bring (laughs) to our show. (laughs) Um, The nerves have actually gotten a bit better as that I've the more I get to do this, but uh, I am very nervous about this. Um, and what I can bring to the infinite rabbit hole, I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to bring a little bit more of the pop culture aspect back to the show here. Um, I really like all the pop culture stuff too. Um, so I'm hoping to do a little bit of that and just a different perspective in general. I want to bring being a female and being from the only Canadian here, I feel like I could bring a little bit of a different perspective than what you guys have. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, she, she's 
broken a couple different norms for the show. I mean, we've had an all male cast for since the beginning. And Kenzar, I mean, we've had some female guests, but Kenzar is our first female co-host. And she's also our first international co-host. I mean, it's not like it's very far. It's from our great white uh, neighbors to the north up there in Can- Canada. Canada. Uh, <laughs> Canada. I mean, so we're not traveling too far, but she she definitely breaks the mold when it comes to what we've had in the past. I like it. It's a curveball. And I think that she's going to bring a lot of different points of view onto the show that we've never had before. And that's what I'm most excited about having her on board for. I'm hoping to do that. I think you will. I think you will. I definitely do. Just remember, we're not an echo chamber. So tell us your real opinion. Yeah, hurt our feelings. Even if, of course. Yeah, even if all three of us are like, Kenzer, there's no way. Be like, no, you guys are idiots. Shut up. Canadians are good at that. They'll even say sorry afterwards, so it stings, but not that bad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Like, your, your mother's a goat, sorry. And it's like, oh, well. You know, she said, I, I will not deny that. I apologize <laughs> for everything. <laughs> so before we jump into the topics for tonight, let me just say that we'll be talking a little bit about some information regarding the immediate future of the show and what we plan to bring to the table when it comes to content. So make sure to stick with us uh, till the end so you don't miss out. So tonight, what are we going to do? We're going to talk a little bit about the podcast and the host. This is our show our opportunity to reintroduce ourselves to the listeners, not only of the infinite rabbit hole, but to anybody that wants to pick up a podcast and listen to an episode for the first time. This is the episode you should start with. This is it. So from now on, if you're introducing someone to the infinite rabbit hole, let them know episode 79 titled, let us reintroduce ourselves is the one to start off with. Cause you're going to learn about the host. You're going to learn about the history you're going to learn about our opinions and our points of view on certain topics, which we'll go over here in a little bit. And this is a great place to start. This is a, a, going to be an episode that's unlike any others. And it is strictly conversation based just so that you can get to know us. Mm-hmm. We're going to start off the conversation for the night. And it's, it's really funny because on our Facebook page, group, not our page, our group, Somebody just posted an opinion question about which creature slash topic, Fordian subject, do you believe is most likely to exist? And the example that they put, the examples were Bigfoot, aliens, and ghosts, right? Mm-hmm. And it started a good conversation. There was quite a bit of uh, answers to that, and everyone put in their their personal opinions, and I just want to say Thank you to anybody who did that. That was a really cool way to start it. And it was just, it just happened to start perfectly at the right time because that's what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about our personal opinions on some of our most famous and most popular topics here in the infinite rabbit hole. So we'll start with cryptids. All right. And we're going to start backwards this time. So we're going to start with a new girl first. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. New kid Kanzar. Hey. <laughs> oh, Kenzar, what do you believe when it comes to cryptids? Are you a cryptid believer or do you think that it's all bullshit or somewhere in the middle? Uh, I like to waffle on this one. So it really depends on the cryptid for me. So Bigfoot, Sasquatch, 
Yeti, 100%. I believe they're, they do exist. They, they are in the forests and we have just yet to come across their path. But Loch Ness, not so much. It's too... Loch Ness for me is too simple. It's too centralized. It's one area. I feel like we we would have found it by now. We're gonna need new co-hosts. <laughs> those are those are just two examples. Like I Okay, Windigo. I don't think I don't <gasps> think the Windigo is a thing either because it's just Be careful too centralized. The, the Windigo. The paranormal Windigo, sorry. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, because the you know just so Let everyone me specify <laughs> the one that lives I can, in England. I can I can hear it now. Everyone's gonna be like, "Windigo's not a cryptid." We understand, we get it, the, but there are a yeah. lot of people that will put it into the cryptid camp. So that's what we're referring to, right? The, the paranormal <laughs> Windigo is is a little too. I don't I don't feel like there. I feel like we would have found some sort of evidence to that. Now there's not. Whereas a Bigfoot is widespread there's so much and there, there's so much forest area that you you will never see twice that you if you even get to discover so that's my thing okay I, I feel like we'd be able to find something in a lake but it's a lot harder to do in a forest well jake i'm gonna save you for the last because you know i'm I gonna think... talk about finland yeah <laughs> <laughs> jeff now, just so everyone knows, Jeff, this is not his cup of tea. He is a conspiracy theorist guy. So all the topics that we're going to talk about are not really Jeff related. So I'm proud to throw him into into this conversation. Jeff, what do you think of cryptids, man? Um, You know, to be honest, I, I got mixed feelings about most cryptids. Um, I tend to think that. And again, my opinions on these things can change from day to day because I'm a psychopath. But, you know, like right now, if you had to ask me, I'd say maybe uh, CERN's opening portals and like these things are coming through from parallel dimensions. Or maybe Bigfoot is like a descendant of the Nephilim or the Giants, you know, things like this. Or maybe they're they're interdimensional, uh, like what's the word I'm looking for? Uh I don't know, like a representation of another being from another dimension that we just get glimpses of in this dimension, things like that. Now, I, I do think some of them are probably real. Like, I think uh, an upright walking hominid is probably out there somewhere. I used to have one living behind the RV, um, but there, for the most, yeah, for the yeah, for the most part, I'm thinking it's it's got to be some kind of bleed through from like parallel dimensions or something. Interesting. All right, Jake, your turn. Uh, I thought I was going to go last. Okay. Well, I, you want me to go first? I'll go first. You go first. I believe in Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. There are a few. Like, let's say the old Wampus cat from Appalachia. I believe that there was a, a strange cat, whether it be a melanistic mountain lion or some some form of cat that no longer exists here, whether it be a saber tooth, um, something was terrorizing the Carolinas, Tennessee. There, there's a few others that I, that I believe exist. I believe that there can be some lake monsters. I'm actually on board with Kenzar when it comes to Loch Ness. Um, but that's only because I haven't really dove into the mystery of Loch Ness. Um, there are some lake monsters that I have dove into that I believe can exist. But when it comes to the 
ocean, the sea serpents, those are the ones that I really do believe have more of a chance to exist. Like Caddy. I think Caddy has a really good possibility of existing. Um, I believe the Megalodon could still be around. I believe that the Thylacine could still be around. So I'm kind of on board with what Jake was saying when he was introducing himself, that a lot of uh, what what we believe to be extinct creatures can not be extinct. Like there's there's rumors of giant sloths still being around in South America. Tasmanian devils, too. and. Mm-hmm. Well, Tas- Tasmanian devils are there. Tasmanian tigers are That's thylacines. what I meant. Sorry, the tigers. Sorry. Brain fart. Yeah, that's a thylacine. Uh, this is just the, the fancy name for it. Um, So those absolutely 100% believe that there is a chance. I can't say that, that I believe they're, they're, they're real. I'm not boots on the ground looking for these things, and, and I haven't had the opportunity to uh, talk to somebody who does the investigations. Um, but I will not look at a cryptid and instantly tell you it's fake, even the Fresno Nightcrawler, because <laughs> I haven't done the research on it yet. So right, everything have, and it's fake. Everything <laughs> everything exists until proven to not exist. In my opinion, um, I believe that there are things that have a better chance of existing, and of course, there's stuff out there like the Fresno Nightcrawler that. I mean, has a really good chance of not existing, <laughs> but I find it all very interesting. And Bigfoot is this because I saw one. Mm-hmm. Seeing is believing. All right, Jake. All right, yeah, that was a good answer. All right, so uh, interesting, interesting fact. Um, I was listening to a Rogan podcast. He had Clay Newcomb on there. He does the Bear Grease podcast, and they were actually talking about black cats and having a. Uh, a melanistic mountain lion or a yeah i think it was a mountain lion and he said that mm-hmm. there has never once been a mountain lion that has been discovered that has had any sort of melanin addition like darker than normal mountain lions like they all look the same it's yeah and we're gonna right? we're gonna eventually do that episode we have to which it's ahead. like but that i mean that's honestly i mean you could chalk bigfoot into that right there's never once mm-hmm. been a body discovered by science and you know it doesn't necessarily mean that it couldn't happen right that it, it mm-hmm. it's impossible but yeah i'll do a little bit of a a wider range of my beliefs in cryptids now that i kind of have the floor and i'm not doing the you know firsthand in, or the beginning introduction um mm-hmm. Obviously, if you heard, if anyone heard my episode on Caddy or uh, the Thunderbird or whatever, then they'll know that I believe in the possibility of other things existing. Usually, it's from animals that did exist at one time, as you were just saying. And then, could there be pockets of their existence somewhere? Sure, right. And there's some really dang good examples of you know, like. Geez, there's a really old picture of a white moose that was taken, I think, I believe in the Amazon, right? And I think it's from like the 40s or 50s. And anyone could look at this picture and be like, that's a moose, right? It's an albino moose, but it lives in the Amazon. And it's just like, and apparently that's a cryptid, right? It's never, a body's never been discovered. Like if there's like a, a group of albino moose that live in the Amazon, but. Uh, what the Amazonian dinosaurs? 
there's plenty of um sea creatures around the world you know let's exclude the loch ness monster but there are plenty of sea creatures around the world that we'll eventually get into and you know maybe have some experts on here that you know seek out those sorts of things or you know but it's just like i believe that I think that my belief in cryptozoology stops when it comes to things like insane mixtures of other things. Like let's take the Jersey devil, for example, right? It's just like, it started with a story and it was like some slander and some like neighborhood like beef and went into this huge thing where now you have this like upright walking horse head goat thing with bat wings and it's just like you know claws on its feet instead of hooves and just like depending on like what source you're looking at the example of it is just like completely ridiculous and i'm not gonna say like we go through over and over and over again on this podcast when we're talking about strange animals out there that the platypus doesn't exist and all these sorts of things and you know marsupials which is weird and you know yeah, I get it, right? We have tons of animals on this planet that don't look like they fit into the animal kingdom, and yet there they are, right? I'll chalk that up to God just having like a painter's brush for creation, just making whatever he wanted to make. And yes, that could lead into other things like, you know, some mixture of something else that just doesn't make any sense. But for the most part, that's where my belief in cryptozoology stops, is that when it starts getting into like uh, the goat man or sheep squatch or something (laughs) like that. It's just like it becomes less believable for me because then you it seems to almost break out of the realm of the natural, right, the natural sort of, uh, you know, the animal kingdom into some sort of like you know like jeff was saying some sort of interdimensional representative of something or a glimpse from another dimension or something like that i'm just like all right you lost me so i'll look at the the area of cryptozoology and that from the perspective of being like what's the likelihood that this thing exists right knowing what we know about the animal kingdom And it's really difficult sometimes because, I mean, geez, like the amount of itty bitty little tiny tree frogs that are being discovered by science on like a monthly basis, right? All these new various types of amphibians and all these new types of reptiles and all these different things. And, oh, we found a new beetle, you know, I mean, all these crazy small things. But yet we have so many widespread examples of people seeing like these various cryptids and most of them with the exception of ones that were once living and now they're, you know, not in quotes, maybe um, there's just no real hard evidence of. And I think that's where Bigfoot kind of stands out because we have pictures, we've got videos, we've got footprints, we've got uh, sounds, you know, um, all various things and people can try to discount those in any way that they see fit. And sure, there are quite a few people that are just faking things just for the, uh, the fame. But I think that one kind of sets itself apart as being something that could actually exist. Whereas most other things just seems like, you know, I could probably make something up on a whim and get 10 people to 
say that they saw it and then it could be a new cryptid. And we could, we'll make it a combination of all kinds of different stuff, you know, or make up that there was some lore about it by the Native Americans or something, you know? So it's just like, it's, it's hard for me to, to get into that if it gets into the realm of, all right, this is a little bit unbelievable, right? It becomes more of a Mel's Hole type story where it just keeps going and going and going, getting more ridiculous as it goes versus something that could just be another type of animal, right? And Je- uh, Jeff will tell you that dinosaurs are fake because all the bones inside of the museums are fake, right? They're all plaster casts or they're just fake, right? And they're just made up. Um, but if they're based off of something, and I believe that we at one point had massive uh, uh, mammals that roamed this planet that were you know, like, oh, here's a sloth the size of a minivan, you know, all these sorts of things. One of those things was an upright walking ape. And I say it over and over and over again. And if we have great apes in other parts of the world that are of various sizes and various shapes, but they're all great apes, then why couldn't we have this Gigantopithecus and then a smaller version of the Gigantopithecus maybe name something else or shaped differently or whatever but in the same sort of class and the same sort of family like why couldn't that exist it doesn't you know maybe sure maybe the bigger ones were hunted to extinction or died out or whatever but a smaller one that would be easier to conceal itself and maybe had a higher level of intelligence or whatever or just instincts about it why couldn't that survive right so yeah i mean i feel where you're coming from jeremy like like your point of view um, and I believe that everything deserves to have, uh, its own limelight and, and time of like exploration and discovery to kind of really get down to the bottom of it. But at the same time, there's people that dedicate their entire lives to finding Sasquatch. And I'd hate to find out that someone's trying to spend their entire life and all of their money in finding something that someone just made up on a whim just to fool their idiot neighbors around them. You know? Yeah, I do. So, you know, that's that's where I'm sitting at. It's like, what's what's the likelihood? Is it really likely? Or is it like, all right, yeah, this sounds like somebody got drunk and they're just like, what about this? You know? <laughs> And all their drinking buddies like, yeah, let's start talking about it. Why not? Give me, give me them white tail antlers. I got a rabbit here. <laughs> yeah, why not? You know. <laughs> um. Well, good man. Well, you uh, you explained a lot. Mm. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. So let's move on. Let's keep it. Let's keep it going. Right. So the next topic is aliens. Who would like to go first? Who wants to go talk about aliens and their beliefs? I'll go I'll first. Go. They're fake. All right, Jake's done. Who's next? I got this. So, <sighs> aliens. I used to be under the impression that aliens were most definitely real. I used to be a subscriber of the ancient astronaut theory, which is basically that aliens came here in humans, humanity's distant past and you know had an effect on all of the civilizations and mathematics and language and so on. Now... Um, I lean much more into aliens aren't from outer space, but they're either from under the ground, whether that be hollow earth or under the plane, whichever 
model of the earth you subscribe to uh or they're most likely interdimensional beings that come here for all sorts of different reasons i don't necessarily think aliens from outer space are real the the term i say this a lot to people the term extraterrestrial if you break that word down you know like terrestrial terra land these beings are from extra land they're from land whether that be on the other side of the antarctic ice wall if you believe in flat earth or again you know inside the hollow earth if you take like admiral bird's accounts of him you know flying over antarctica and finding new lands uh in agartha or something like that but yeah i think aliens are just beings that are from the same physical body as us or interdimensional beings see i can't wait till we do that episode i have such an argument but we're gonna save it for that episode i love you jeff I'll go next. We'll have the new kid go last. I also used to be a huge believer in aliens. And I used to think that the I actually used to want to have the experience of being taken. I, you know, I always used to joke with my friends, say, Yeah, I mean, if an alien came down here and offered me a chance to go on a ship and go away, I'd be like, deuces, I'm out. And go and check it out. I mean, I have kids now, so I, I can't say that I would do that anymore. I'd be like, nah, you know, I got to make sure they get on the bus tomorrow. I can't really do that. But I'm in a similar camp to Jeff, and I don't necessarily believe that it's even possible uh, with, you know, just with the restrictions of physics alone that we can, or anything, can really travel such a distance and do it in a time frame that makes sense for them to actually even do it. It just doesn't work. Um, wormholes and everything are a physics or a physics theory. I mean, there's a lot of evidence out there that says it exists, but I mean, we have not yet been able to take the fabric of space and time and bend it and poke a hole through it to create a wormhole. So until we can do it, it's a theory. And there, there's nothing that you can do to prove it. Physics is constantly changing. Um, so one day, it'll probably be proven that it's it's impossible. And there goes the aliens. Now, I do believe that there is a possibility of parallel universes. And I think that if we're being visited by greys or mantis people or jellyfish any any <laughs> any type of version of alien that you, can think, that you can think of i think it's more likely that they're they're right next to us we just can't see them you know they're they're living in a world that overlays ours or within ours the next parallel universe or in some form of parallel universe possibly even a being that is a master of the fifth sixth seventh eighth ninth dimensions and is able to basically do what it what it wants with it. And in that case, I believe that, yeah, I, I think aliens in, in that sense of, of the term can exist. But that's it. I find aliens to be extremely interesting. I can't wait to really dive into some of the stuff that we have coming up. Spoiler alert, 
aliens will be talked about at some time in the history of this podcast. And uh, I can't wait to do it. Kenzar, what do you think? Oh, boy. Aliens is a fun one. Um, I think they're here. And they've been here for a long time. I think they walk amongst us. 100%. You're thinking um, of reptilians. <laughs> well, reptilians are, are, are considered an alien life form. <laughs> I mean, sure. Y'all are going to laugh at me, but I love... I love the idea of dolphins being aliens. Yeah, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I was, <laughs> was going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I love and and another one. I like the idea of cats being aliens as well. Definitely. Um, I I think that's just a cool idea. I don't think that either one of them are actually true, but it gives me reason to believe that there is something already here. That is that we are familiar with that is alien or is an alien, however you want to put it. And mm. dolphins would be a great example of that. Look what Douglas Adams did with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He used something as simple as a dolphin and told everyone it's an alien who came here to warn us. And instead, it was taken as whatever the heck it was. I can't remember what the exact thing was. but And then they did the same thing in Futurama. They took cats, and they <laughs> were from a different planet, and they were trying to take over the Earth, and, and they were an alien species to Earth. I, I think that's a cool concept, and that makes me think that there's something already here walking amongst us that we're very familiar with that was not originally from this planet i should also mention i don't i can't decide if they come from space or if they come from inside the earth hmm. okay hear me out guys imagine that guy with the wacky hair and that thing where he's just like aliens right <laughs> demons like he, you totally were just dancing all over it spiritual beings not bound by physics not bound by a physical body been here the entire time walking amongst us that's truly what i believe aliens are i think it's demonic manifestations i think you're you're right i i i just tried personally to stay away from the term demons because it has an automatic uh like people's minds automatically go it's to negative one well, well yeah that that is <laughs> that's one aspect that's of it but i feel like um it's really hard to explain because I'm not anti. I'm I'm anti like organized religion, I guess, in a sense. Me too. But I'm not like anti God in a way. So I try to refrain from using terms like demons and prefer the term interdimensional or something. You know, and and it is the same thing in my mind. I just you know I try not to frame things in a way that make people think certain. A certain way about it if that makes sense well yeah i, I get it because i mean even interdimensionals would be like you know a different plane of existence you know and just like and i could get behind that in a simplified way of explaining you know what uh the afterlife is and stuff like that but not not in some form of like and i kind of wanted to wait until we got into like you know the other topics of tonight because it, it would branch into that but like not in the form of like a, 
a different plane of existence that exists here where our dead relatives are just walking amongst us, bumping into walls and, you know, making pots and pans clank around in the middle of the night, you know? So, but yeah, like that's truly what I believe aliens are when it comes to like what we see as far as like the UFOs and all that sort of stuff, man, I can't get behind any of that. We've, I've talked about that tons of times. I was just like, yeah, interdimensional travel going through somehow they're able to get here and stuff. And they come here just to appear in the sky for a couple seconds with their landing lights and then zip away. Like yeah. that's when I get into like, all right, what's the government doing? And you opening me up to like the TR3B and all these sorts of things and all these patents that the U S government has. And I'm just like, all right, well that makes sense, you know, but like yeah. aliens, aliens. Yeah. I think that it's all, it's all uh demonic. And I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I came right out and said that I'm a Christian guy. I mean, I don't care what people think. Yeah, <laughs> about in, me, in, you know? in, in my opinion on that, it's not to say you're wrong or argue that at all. It's just like it's like the word God, right? Like again, I'm not anti-God, but I prefer the term the architect just because when you say God, people automatically assume that you're either Christian or Catholic. But mm-hmm. in, in my personal view, the architect, right, God, like again, because I'm not about organized religion, so it's the same thing, you know, when I say the architect, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the creator. I just try to refrain from using terminology. This is my personal preference. I that, feel where you're coming from. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah. Hey everybody, bear with us while we take this quick break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. But Mark would say definitely a reptilian. 100%. Yeah, there's definitely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We we all agree. Yes. (laughs) There's that echo chamber. There's that echo chamber. (laughs) That was just a given, though. (laughs) I I don't. He doesn't even try to cover it up anymore. It looks just like one. I mean, come on. I saw a picture the other day of his legs bending the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. Yeah, like an ostrich. And I'm just like, whoa, they designed this guy weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
See, I, I don't know enough about the the demon stuff. I mean, maybe. I mean, it, it, it can make sense in my head. But at the same time, personally, I think that if a demonic figure and an alien figure were to exist, that they would be, that they're separate entities. But I also, my mind wouldn't be blown if it turned out that they were the same. Yeah. It is a very, very interesting way to look at the the two and to connect the two together. I can see it. I'm just not there. All right. Next topic. Ghosts. I'll take I'll take this one first. Personally, I don't know what to say here. <laughs> I um this is the the one of the the big four that we're going to talk about today that I I don't have any experience in. My mother will tell you different. My mother will tell you that I grew up in a house with her and we had something in the house that was closing cabinets, shaking jingle bells during Christmas time, opening doors, flicking her hair, some really strange stuff. But I don't remember it. I was so young. I've never had any kind of weird experience. Now, I've been in like a room where like I could feel something there. Right. You get the the chills going up your spine. You're just like, OK, there's <laughs> definitely feels like there's something in here with me. And you had that uncomfortable feeling. But I've never had an experience where I was like, that's a ghost. 100 percent. But the strange thing about it is. Right. I believe in cryptids. I believe that a form of alien being exists. I believe in a little bit of what the next topic will be. But I think out of all four of the topics that we're going to cover tonight. My next experience with like the strange is most likely going to be a ghost. And then I think my my whole outcome, my whole outlook is going to change completely. And the reason why I say that is, is because cryptids are extremely rare. Aliens are, I mean, you you do get cases and, and people coming forward about their alien abduction stories and, and how an alien, you know, took their dog and brought back a cat. But you hear of ghost stories all the time. Like, they're everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. They flood media. They flood websites, podcasts. They're everywhere. So I think that just by sheer numbers alone, if I'm going to witness one of these, except for the very last one, well, that one's a, a totally different thing. I think that if I'm going to have another experience in my lifetime, it's more likely to be a ghost than it is an alien or a cryptid. I, I can't say that I know what a ghost is. I, I, I don't really dive into the belief that they are our ancestors or even a human spirit. I don't know. I think it has to do with dimensions and parallel worlds and stuff like that, more likely. But that's pretty much it. I don't really have too much to say. Who wants to go next? I'll take it. Um... All right. So I kind of have a little bit of a hard time with ghosts. I'm I've had a couple experiences where with uh mediums 
where I was sitting down with a medium one time and it wasn't even my session. It was, it was a friend's session and the medium interrupted her session and turned directly to me. I had never met this lady before in my life. And this lady turns to me and she goes, do you know who Archie Bunker is? And immediately my heart sank because I knew exactly who she was talking about. My grandfather looked identical to that character. So immediately my heart sank and she turns to me and she says, she describes him, this, this taller man with a really big like beer gut. Um, he just wants me to let you know that he's really proud of you. He loves you. And he's really sorry about how the end happened. Um, I didn't really have a, a good relationship with my grandfather at the end of his life, unfortunately. Um, and so when she said that to me, I, I felt all, like I felt myself just go pale. I, it, it was very overwhelming, very scary even. Um, because again, I had never met this woman in my entire life. Not once, never seen her, heard of her, nothing. I wasn't, this was my first experience with a medium of any kind whatsoever. And, and again, it wasn't even my session. It was someone else's session. She had to stop and tell me this. And it scared the ever-living crap out of me. And at that point, I was like, well, ghosts have got to be real. If that's the case, she just, this random lady just told, told me random stuff about my grandfather that is true. And then I got older and I went to another medium. And everything that medium said to me was utter garbage. So I, I kind of got to this point in my life where it's like, I don't know anymore. I really don't know because I've had people tell me certain things that is, that it just scares the ever living crap out of me. And it's so true, but it's always someone who has passed on. And that scares me. It scares me. Um, and since then I've kind of, I've kind of waffled with the idea of the paranormal and its existence. Um, I've never personally dealt with a ghost. It's always been through somebody else. Um, but that alone is just so overwhelming and so scary. And it, it does give me reason to believe in it. But until I have my own personal experience with the ghost, I don't know. Like, I knew a girl who said she met Charles Manson after his death. It was weird. <laughs> um, so, like, I've met people who say this is a thing, and I, I can believe it's a thing, but at the same time, until I actually sit down and I start having things moving across the table in front of me, I'm going to have a hard time kind of putting a whole lot of stock into, into physical ghosts, like an entity. You know what I'm going to say? Demons! That's it. Yeah, we need uh, <laughs> CJ on here to be like, oh, demons Jake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, and that's... Mm, beings that have been around here since the creation of the Earth that fell from grace that could be around you at any point watching you through your entire existence could absolutely 100% imitate you especially to someone that was all big into you know 
witchcraft and that's the other thing sort of as well it's, it just could be a, a simple imitation so that makes me think it's garbage too right i mean hebrews nine twenty seven says it's destined for each person to die once and then face judgment you know now there is the story of the apostles when they first saw when they saw jesus walking across the water they thought he was a ghost but that could just be because of uh cultural superstitions and things like that that doesn't really have any weight into it you know there's nothing biblically speaking about ghosts right it's pretty much cut and dry you you live this life and you either accept christ or you don't and then you die and then you're judged um but uh so yeah that's where i and that's when i get into you know the demonic and stuff it's all extra stuff something to to get your eyes focused off of god and you know and even if i break down the idea of ghosts i don't know why it's always seems to be some like victorian era person that had some like horrible thing that happened to them it's never like a hipster whose vape exploded in their face and their unfinished business is that they never got to blow that massive cloud you know it's it's nothing like that you know <laughs> literally it's never uh, like, it's never the ghost screaming it's britney bitch right i mean right? like <laughs> literally dude 150,000 people die worldwide every single day from various things car accidents cancers um well various types of accidents you know natural disasters all kinds of things you know not counting you know the <clears throat> you know there's been a lot there's always people dying worldwide every single day. If there was some sort of a, oh, they never finished whatever, you know, they have some unfinished business, we would be bumping into ghosts like like people at a massive, like a Metallica concert. You know, it'd just be like, just bam, bam, just slamming into them all the time. There, there's been more people that have existed over the course of time. Say like, if it's been like, the world's been around for, you know, six, 8,000 years or whatever, or more if you believe in evolution, all that sort of stuff. There's been more people that have lived on this earth in the course of human history than there are alive right now, like far, far more. People think probably in the estimation of like, you know, I, I've heard as from Christians, I've heard up to like, you know, 30 billion people that have existed and some crazy like that. Like, let's just say that that's, that's the truth, right? There would be so many dang ghosts, we wouldn't be able to do anything without bumping into one, you know, especially if people say like, oh, they're banging around cabinets and all that sort of stuff. Like, we'd never get any sleep. It'd be absolutely crazy. So, you know, it's it's always something, it's always something fishy when they're like, oh, man, this used to be some, you know, plantation and, you know, these are the ghosts of the slaves and stuff. I've heard that one from like, you know, those, uh, those ghost history those ghost shows on the history channel and everything like that are all this it's always from like hundreds of years ago it's never from somebody like down the street that you know slipped in their bathroom and cracked their head on their bathtub you know oh they never got to take their shower and that's why they wander the earth now haunting every shower they come across you know it's just like it's just ridiculous i've lived in tons of places where horrible things have happened you know and and I'll be honest, I've seen my own fair share of stuff. It doesn't branch me away from saying like, like, oh, that's not demonic because I've never had a happy experience there. I've, I've never, I'm just, I don't think that I'm blinded by the facade of like they're our ancestors and they're here to guide our way or give us like, hey, good job, champ, you know, all those sorts of things. I think it's all just, it's just, a, it's trickery. If there 
if there is, but I'm staunchly against the idea of, of ghosts existing. And I think that ghosts, aliens, it's all just a massive distraction. Really good one. Gets a lot of people. Jeff, what do you think, man? Uh, I'm like halfway in Jake's camp on this one. I don't think that ghosts are like apparitions of people who have died and they're just haunting stuff. Um, I'm not interested at all in my personal life in paranormal shows or movies or anything like that. None of that ever interests me. But I do have a feeling or a thought, I guess, or a theory that because time is not linear, that perhaps when we do get glimpses of what someone might call a ghost or even just the feeling like you were talking about where you just kind of sense that you're not alone or something like that. I I think that maybe that that's just the like, like energy from another time period, whether that's the past or the future that you're just kind of interacting with in a slight kind of way. So I don't think it's like your dead great grandmother that's interacting with you. I think it's more like your great grandmother was just in that spot perhaps and you're just catching a glimpse of this energy, seeing as how time's not linear. You know, like we're we're going back and forth through the the waves and shit. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. Dude, I love your fucking mind. Thanks. <laughs> I do. If I could just, if I could just cut your head open and give your brain a kiss and put it back. I don't know. Oh, so you're saying like that. to put that into a visual? Say like you took a glow stick at night and you did like a circle with it and as you're doing it you can see like the light tracing behind it if you intersected that at some point you would get that intersection of energy or something in a very vague sense something like that or like if let's say something happens in in your day-to-day life like um what's a powerful like love is a powerful emotion right let's say you have like a moment where there's you just like have an extreme amount of love for something or fear or something like this i think that that energy can echo through time both forwards and backwards so somebody else in another time period might catch just like the slightest glimpse of that they might be able to pick up on that you know with their sixth sense somehow and they might be thinking that they're seeing a ghost or feeling a ghost and in reality they're just getting a little ripple of that energy through the through the time vortex or whatever i feel very much the same. I think that that is one of the better explanations for this stuff. I've heard it a couple times. You know, there are people out there that that describe uh, instances of spirits and ghosts as, uh, gosh, what are they called? They're like, uh, I heard someone refer to them as timestamps. And basically, okay, so we're, we're three-dimensional creatures living in a four-dimensional world, right? So we live in a... We live and we control everything within the th- three dimensions of X, Y, and Z. So I can pick up my phone, right? And I'm moving that through the, th- the three dimensions. I'm literally controlling a dimension or three dimensions. I can witness the fourth dimension consider time, but I can't control it. Okay. And the reason why everyone, it's so hard for everyone to understand or kind of grasp the idea that time could be nonlinear 
is because we view it as a linear substance or a linear thing. We only see it move forward because we can only witness it and experience it in one direction. To a lot of people, if I see something, it's true. And I just said that about Bigfoot, right? I saw Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Could it have been a ghost of, of a Gigantopithecus in the sense that Jeff is talking about? Maybe. Who knows? Because I definitely uh, walked up on a white-tailed deer uh, about 60, 50 to 60 yards away from it and didn't spook it. So was that deer actually there or was I witnessing something from another time, an event from another time? Maybe because from where that, that Bigfoot came into the field, it wasn't that far from me. I mean, it was maybe a little bit further than, than the deer itself. Right. Uh, just because it's, it was at an angle to, to my point of view from the, from the deer, but man, I love it because there is a theory out there that time loops and that time isn't perfect. So sometimes when it loops back on itself, you know, there's the theory says that we're going to go forward so far that eventually we'll wind back up right exactly where we're at, but it could, history could be different. So we could be looking at, or we could be witnessing a spirit or a ghost from, of grandma, right? Um, And just because we're witnessing it doesn't mean it happened even in our timeline. It could be on the next, it could be on the previous or 10 previous laps that time took in its cycle. Um, and we're just witnessing it because it's remin- remnants of what was left from the previous time. Um, and then there's also theories that time could be both flowing forward and backwards and in ways that we can't even perceive. Um, so when Jeff comes forward and says that this could be a time anomaly, <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Especially with some of the research I've been doing for an episode that that's coming up. It's just Jeff, you're a beautiful man. You're welcome. It's funny that I'm over here bashing aliens and I'm just sitting here, I'm listening to you and I'm looking at my model I made of the tripod from War of the Worlds. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe jellyfish. I don't know. See, this is what I like. This was the original idea of the podcast. And this is entirely what it's turned into. You have four different perspectives some overlap, right? There's a little bit of an overlap between the four of us where we could get behind the the ideas and opinions of each other. But for the most part, we're four unique individuals with our own perspectives. So when we break apart these topics, unless it's something that's obvious or it's something that we could all kind of get behind and say like, yeah, okay, Bigfoot probably exists, you know, it really is not an echo chamber, and we have no problems with telling each other, I don't agree with you at all. You know, we're nice about it. We're not, you know, in the realm, we're not in the, the zone of like hurting each other's feelings, but I don't think anyone here would take offense to that. 
and just be like, okay, well, I mean, that's, that's where you stand and this is where I stand, but we can have that. And that's, I really like how that kind of separates us as a podcast from other podcasts I've listened to where it just, it's an echo chamber every single time. They're just like, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm like, okay, well, I don't need to listen to any of this. I got to listen to like the first introduction, the first five minutes and be like, all right, they're all going to agree on this and then move on to something else. Right. (laughs) Whereas with this, we may agree on certain parts of it, but for the most part, we're just like, these, these are my values. These are my beliefs. These are what captivate me. This is what holds my interests. And you know, like what you were saying, you're like, um, what Jeff was saying, like, he's not interested in the paranormal at all. Like I, I can get behind that. Even if the, nothing else that we really you know either of us two you know believe in is the same but we can have that shared combination experience of like yeah i really don't have any interest in that i think that all those movies are hokey and stupid like you know take the paranormal experience movies and stuff man first movie i'd take the dad and throw him right out the second story window you know i wouldn't be banging around pots and pans in the middle of the night it'd be crazy but it's like you know four movies to wrap up that there's something in the house but it's just like yeah i i don't not interested in all that stuff i've watched a couple shows i think my wife has watched you know the ghost hunters thing and whatever and she just laughs at them and stuff but it's just like yeah i mean it just isn't interesting at all but we have our own share. We have our own different experiences. And we, when we come together in this podcast, we can really take these subjects that we're covering of whatever the topic is and, you know, really pick it apart and do our due diligence to uh, represent ourselves. And hopefully to the listeners, one of the four voices on here will be echoing what they believe. And they'll be able to attach to that and just be like, yes, geez, they get me. My voice is in this episode. You know, my questions are being asked and stuff. It's super cool. I hope that everyone that listens to this show is hearing their voice. I really do. Anyways, let's move forward. Last one. And we'll uh, let's start with Jeff on this one. I think Jeff's going to have a pretty good one. Jeff. What do you think UFOs are? Oh, well, I think um, you could have multiple answers too. By the way, yeah, I think for the most part, I I think that they are government, or maybe not even just government, but I think that they're definitely man-made craft. I think a lot of it is government, black budget, technology. Um, I think, like, if you take the United States, for example, what are we, $30 trillion in debt right now? I don't necessarily think that that's all just from the government overspending on office chairs. I think that that's them purposely siphoning money to black budget programs to develop super high-tech craft you know, like the TR-3B or, you know, obviously there's there's more newer variations of that type of thing. Um, I don't think that, we already talked about aliens, so I don't necessarily think aliens come from outer space to here. Uh, I think the aliens or the extraterrestrials, I should say, that are from this chunk of land that we're on, flat or round, 
I think that it's possible that maybe they have some super advanced craft that they fly around in. So some of them could be that. But I think that 90, I'm going to say 90% is just our own stuff or Russia's stuff or China's stuff or take your pick. Um, I think that all the videos that get leaked and go viral of a UFO, if they're not completely faked, I think that those are purposely put in front of people and they're like our own craft just to get people's uh, subconscious minds seeded with the idea that aliens are coming, aliens are here, so that they can pull off the whole big Project Blue Beam scam and, uh, you know, do whatever they want. Right on. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Have you ever watched the slow-mo guys on YouTube? Oh, dude, you got to check it out. They basically take cameras that go at insane... uh, frame rates uh and uh you know they see what things look like under slow-mo they've been going on forever so i watched this episode the other day where they took i pulled it up it's called an ultrasonic obliterator and it's basically this little rod with a motor behind it it's just as big as like a coffee aerator and you know a little handheld device and basically he takes a water droplet he puts it on top of this thing and it basically takes this rod and it moves it forward and back at insane speeds and it makes this crazy high-pitched noise and this water droplet just vaporizes right into like breathable air in so fast you can't even perceive it and these things aren't crazy expensive right and an up-down cycle from this uh ultrasonic obliterator it took point zero 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 three five seconds to do one up down motion right Mm. they had to shoot this thing at 170 thousand frames a second to watch this single up down movement that's how fast the motor in this thing moves this thing and this is something that you could just buy right (laughs) so the amount of technology that we have in the world today that people really wouldn't think it was that big of a deal unless they really took the time to look at it and and, you know like this you know see how quickly this thing moves that it like you know he stuck it on a piece of plywood and it just started burning it because it was moving so fast and creating so much friction that it just started you know catching it on fire or started smoking like it's insane so to think that we couldn't somewhere have whether it's a craft or a drone that could pull these maneuvers that people are seeing in the sky is ridiculous to me. Like, cause I mean, think about it, like the drone technology that we have, I mean, people are now like, like it went so far leaps and bounds from like, was it six years ago when the quadcopters were starting to get kind of popular and you could buy a little quadcopter and zip it around your house or whatever. And then people started using them to like, do these dramatic light displays in the sky by syncing them all together and like putting a program in there to make them like do different things and acrobatic techniques and stuff. And now we have ones that are big enough that people can ride on them and take off and fly around on and stuff. And they're testing all these different things. And then now the military is also testing a, uh, a, you know, a man jetpack system. I literally watched a guy come off a, a rib, a, a rigid hull inflatable boat fly in this like, jet powered jetpack off this rib onto a ship deploy a rope ladder so his buddies could you know pull up alongside the ship and then climb up it it was insane it attached just like iron man attached to his back and his 
arms and he just and flew up right and it wasn't crazy big like they used to be where you had to sit in it like the technology we have today is insane and it just keeps getting crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier and then you know elon musk is talking about the Neuralink and all these different things you can't I can't look at all these different things and these innovations that are just blowing up out of, you know, the computer age and say, no, it's impossible that there's a, a flying craft or, or a drone that, you know, our government or another government has made that can pull these crazy maneuvers that can go so fast in one direction, then stop on a dime and then go up and all these different things. I think that that's all like people are just seeing it and, you know, whether the government's care or not that they see it is you know a toss-up but at this point you know no one's really believing anything unless they're like jeff and they have the inside scoop and all these patents and stuff you know they're just like i've told tons of people about the tr3b i pulled up the uh, military.com video of the tr3b and all these different things people were like oh wow yeah that's cool and then that's it like that's that's their interest is captivated for you know five seconds and then they're done and then they're moving on to something else like uh, the next video game that's coming out I don't think people care enough. Like they could be flying that thing through your neighborhood and you'd be like, dang, okay. Anyway, what's, what's on uh, the news? You know, it's just like, I think that, that all that stuff is just, it's just made here. You know, I mean, they have to test it somewhere. Someone's going to see it eventually. Someone's going to record it eventually. And, you know, if most people think that it's some extraterrestrial, you know, other or other dimensional or otherworldly type thing, then, you know, they don't even really have to hide anything. They don't have to do it in the bombing ranges in Arizona or whatever, New Mexico. They could just, you know, fly it through the sky at night and maybe someone sees it and who cares, you know? So I'm on board with the crazy technology aspect of it. And I mean, prior to Jeff throwing those patents at us about the TR-3B, I was like, yeah, I have no idea. But now I'm just like, oh yeah, 100%. Like who makes a patent for something they'll never be able to achieve? Hmm. What do you think, Kenzer? I don't know. Honestly, I've always debated with those ones because I I do think aliens are a thing, but I don't, again, I don't know where they're coming from. So I think it's all... I think it's all psyops, honestly. They're they want us to think aliens are coming from the sky instead of interdimensional whatever or from the like from the inside of the earth. How, wherever they come from, I think that I think that the government wants us to think something else about it, which is why they're I, unidentified flying objects. They're in the sky. They want us to look upwards. Be- that's where they want all our attention right now i think honestly so why wouldn't they put something in the sky like that and capture everyone's attention with it i don't know i mean you guys all have pretty similar ideas for ufos i think that i think they definitely can be man-made that's for sure um some of them but i was recently doing some research for an upcoming topic that may or may not happen. We don't know yet, but I just want to run a theory by you guys. And I don't know. It might start off a whole nother conversation or you guys might just be like, no, you're dumb. A rabbit hole. eh? (laughs) (laughs) 
So there's plenty of different types of UFOs. And a while back, I saw something. See, it's one of the only other times where I've had something unexplainable happen where, that I witnessed, and it was a UFO. It was something I saw in the sky at night that I can't explain. Now, this definitely was a craft of some sort. It was close enough for me to make out the outline and, you know, know that I work on aircraft for a living. I, with confidence, can say that this was not something that I know of to exist within the military. Now, I say I know of because, of course, there's stuff happening within the military that I don't know of. Hmm. But you're not a guy. I don't. I I am. I am. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys think of some of them? Some of the ones that are farther off not so close to to the ground the ones that move extremely fast and in directions and velocities that are just not suitable for anything to live inside without becoming scrambled eggs um what do you think of them possibly being cameras um like the birds sort of like the birds it's a big camera True. But I mean, the way that some of these things move, do you really think that there is something living inside of them? No. No, I mean, we've talked about drones possibly, right? Right. And what is a drone? Drone is a camera, yeah. right? For the most part. I mean, it could be used as a weapon, as a camera, as multiple different tools. But for the most part, they've all got cameras in some way, shape, or form on them, whether it's a FLIR or mm-hmm. whatever normal camera but what if this was camera for multiple different things because we have talked about plenty of times here on this podcast and jeff at some point will bring us down this this part of the rabbit hole and talk about how he believes space is not fake so we get pictures from up ahead or up above plenty of times Right, uh-huh. over uh, an enemy hideout or whatever. Yeah. Right, we know that these these exist. It's not just Hollywood. No, this actually does exist. I can tell you that it exists. I've seen it, and they they claim that they're from satellites. Well, can we have a satellite orbit us and space be fake? Yes. Okay. Or do you think maybe the idea of a drone or one of these UFOs are cameras? I think, okay, so I two things. One, they don't necessarily have to have anything in them. So pulling these high G maneuvers and scrambling whatever's living inside doesn't have to be anything inside. It could just be you know, whatever, computer systems mm-hmm. and, and stuff. They could just be totally unmanned craft. Also, right. if they're pulling those maneuvers, it means they've found a way to manipulate gravity. And if they can manipulate gravity outside the craft, they can manipulate gravity inside the craft. So you could pull one of these maneuvers, a 20,000 mile an hour, 90 degree turn, and whoever, if there is a living being inside, human, uh, 
they wouldn't get scrambled because they wouldn't even feel the g-forces you could just you know you could have your computer set up to where it counters the gravity on the inside at the exact you know uh amount that needs to be changed in the direction needs to be changed so you don't get slammed against the wall and turn into a pancake so i don't think that they would technically have to manipulate gravity i think that just by manipulating Einstein's law of special relativity, which would be actually light as the constant, that would be more likely because gravity is something that we still can't technically measure. You know, would, we don't know where the source of gravity is. Well, you're right about that. Gravity is a theory, but also that idea that light is a constant it has been debunked. That's not that that's no longer a fact what <laughs> yeah you can anybody can look this up so if you look go off up. of if you yeah look it up <laughs> don't use google um don't. that's how so, it gets you don't i'm a duck duck goer it's fine <laughs> there you go so if you subscribe to the idea that space is real and if you subscribe to the idea that the big bang happened Light is traveling at a different rate now than it was then. Light is actually, I believe, I believe it's slowing down. I might be wrong about that. It's that's not that's not true. It it is. It's not. Okay. So you're telling me that light travels at a different speed, closer in time to the Big Bang than it does right now. Yes. And where where it. Oh man, I wish we could die. Jeremy's been studying right quantum physics for like two months. <laughs> I have. <laughs> That's um, I, remember, it's a theory of relativity. Just right, right, right. It, everything everything is a theory when you're talking about quantum anything. Everything is a theory. Quantum physics is a theory. Let me see you if know, I can find this for you while you while you while you talk. Well it's the thing is is that Speed of light is one of the only constants that we can rely on in the history of the world or the history of the universe. Okay. Speed, the the light that speed can can move, or the, the speed, yeah, the speed that light can move is as constant as we can get to anything being constant. So when we say a light year, a light year is a light year is a light year is a light year. Now a second or a minute is different. When we're here on Earth, a minute is a minute, right? You don't get anything different. But when we're around a, something of a different mass, whether it be greater, I mean, of a different gravity, which is relevant, what we think is relevant to the mass of something, we can perceive time differently. Time dilation is something that we've talked about before. If you want any more info on that, go ahead and check out our time travel episode. But time time is different depending on how close it is to a gravitational force and the gravitational strength. So light, right, passing by a gravitational force doesn't slow down, but it will turn. Time slows down when it gets farther away from something of a strong gravitational force. Speed is also something that is thought to be, or velocity, is something 
that is thought to be within the equation of time travel. So as speed increases, gravity is thought to increase. So the closer that you get to the speed of light, the the longer a second or a minute will last or will be perceived. So you may be there for a minute. You know, if you're moving the light of speed or the speed of light, light of speed, moving at the speed of light and you perceive a minute of time by your point of view, a, a year could go by. And then this is just an example. It's not exactly right. A year can go by here on Earth. Can I can I shatter your paradigms real quick? You ready for this? Sure, go ahead. I want you to. All <laughs> right. I'm just going to read the headlines and and the uh, uh, publishers. I'm not going to get into the whole articles because there's thousands of paragraphs on this. First one, physics detective. The speed of light is not constant. The next one, live science. Speed of light may not be constant. Science daily. Speed of light may not be constant. And it goes on and on and on. I'm telling you right now, the sciencenews.org, well, speed of light not so constant after all. Okay, so here's the thing, right? I can literally put anything into a search engine. doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter if it's DuckDuckGo, Google, whatever, right? I can literally put something into a search engine and find both sides of the story. You're right. You can. But these are like live science. science live science. Daily. Live science is a it, it's modern science, dude. That's all I got to say to you. Okay. I mean, what is what does the article actually say? Because they could put a title there to get you to read it. It's clickbait. I don't know, Jerry. So, I just typed in the speed of light is constant, and it says unless it's traveling through a vacuum, the speed of light isn't always constant. <laughs> well, well, that's that is without saying. I mean, any, anything, anything in physics has to go through a vacuum in order for it to be measured properly. I don't know. I'm I'm have several PhDs to get before I'm going to be any help in this sort of conversation. Right. And and that has to do with gravity. You can't get the you can't you can't discover the proper speed of light with a gravitational force pulling on. All I'm saying is if you look into it, doesn't appear that the speed of light has been the same now as it always has been. Well, that is a something that we cannot prove. We know that the from what we can like tell, like how the universe is decaying. I no, it's not decaying; it's spreading away. Okay, it's it's mm. all moving away from a singular point that cannot be found. And uh, yes, of course, we're I'm talking about science, right? And science is a touchy subject because science now isn't; it's more po political than anything, and it's it's just like it is in in the Navy, Jake, when you know, we get a new CEO and they come in, they're like, oh, we're going to change this around so that my stamp is on this place. Right. Yeah. We could have one person come in and say, hey, everybody can be fat in the Navy and everyone cheers and they're like, yeah, we're going to get fucking fat. The next guy's going to come in and be like, now everyone's got to be in shape. And everyone's like, fuck, well, we just got fat. And they're like, yeah, well, you better hurry up or you're going to get kicked out. You know, and then the next guy comes in and he's like, everyone could be kind of fat, right? Well, it, 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 it all depends on because everyone's trying to make this crazy discovery. OK, and what, what would be a crazy discovery? 
We don't have a true constant. That would be an absolute mind-blowing book rewriting discovery. What if... It would rewrite physics as we know it. What if I told you that Harvard has even published what's called the Theory of Variable Speed of Light? I don't give a flying fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here, two things. According to the new theory, light has a wave-like nature and a variable speed. We were just talking about this, Jake. Remember? Here, two things. One, what was the original question? You know, <laughs> given that it may or may not UFOs. be the, we're talking about UFOs. the right speed. And two, I, upon looking this up, I just got up another good topic for us, the kind of similar to Yellowstone, but the heat death of the universe. We should talk about that in an episode. Sure. Yes. We, could, we could do that, too. Because that, that takes out everybody. Perfect. Yeah. Let's do it. Sometime... And I'm not saying you're wrong, bro. I'm just saying right, right. that the idea that the speed of light <laughs> is a constant isn't necessarily proof. Someone's got to be right and someone's got to be wrong. You're right. It can't be both ways. Okay. <laughs> totally understand. And that, that's why physics is constantly changing is because we're constantly finding something new. Right? If we see a model that works better, it is behoo of us to look into the new model. And forget the old, right? So if somebody finds something where it's like, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe speed of light isn't constant. Then if they have proof to back it up, right? And they can prove it. Because as far as we can, as far as I know, and I'm many years removed from any physics class I've ever taken. I have taken a few. Uh, well, you're like super smart. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but quantum physics fucks my mind. <laughs> Brain is just mush. Just oh. keyboard. <laughs> Jake and I were talking about some things that I've been researching in quantum physics. And it's just... <sighs> Never mind. I'm not going to get into it. Well, I don't, don't want to get, get too, too deep away. into this. I know. You got to go to bed. I, yeah, I, I got to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't want, I don't... The, the rabbit hole is only limited by Jeff's bedtime. What's Sorry, the guys. What's the UFO question? What do you guys think about UFOs being cameras? And somehow we got into light, speed of light being constants and gravitational pulls and stuff. Normal. Um, sure. Why would it have to be so big, though? Maybe they're holograms. <laughs> Maybe the UFOs are just holograms. That's why they pull crazy maneuvers. Well, also, who's, to say, who's to say that there's not UFOs that are uh, microscopic. There, there might be. I'm there sure could there be. Are. There's na- there nanobots. Probably is. I'm sure there are. I, I mean, just the ones that we see are just big ones. That's all. I'm sure they are. There, there are. Anyways, let's wrap this up. We're at an hour and forty minutes. Let's. Uh, this is this is just something. I think we should do more conversation piece episodes and just let one of these conversations just go wild, and then me and Jake. Or me and Jeff can spar a little bit, and uh, Jeff can tell you that you're wrong a bunch of times, and you get defensive. It'd be great. Well, he can tell me wrong if he has the proof. And <laughs> going to Scientific America isn't proof. Harvard, <laughs> Harvard, whatever. Harvard, Harvard's cool. Harvard isn't that, America. Isn't that a medical school? Harvard or a law school? One of them, right? Yale and and Harvard. One of them's medical. One of them's law. 
they None do a lot known for physics. And listen, <laughs> I'm not one to just say that academia as a whole is just telling the truth all the time. I'm I'm right, totally right. about saying that it could just be psyops and bought and paid for science. Okay, I'm about that life. So I totally get it. And I, I love I love speculation. I do. But what really turns me on is when there's evidence, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you say you saw a Bigfoot, great, cool. Tell me the story. Now, where's the footprint? Right? Where's the proof that this creature was here? I'll find you a patent. Don't worry. <laughs> You're going to find me a patent yes, on this on the speed of light? light. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I'm going to find it, dude. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this up. Okay. This season, we are going to try to get more interviews from people who specialize in the strange and unknown world that surrounds us. So if you know anybody that you would love to hear us have a conversation with, please hit us up on our website at infiniterabbithole.com and hit the contact us tab to drop us an email or simply head over to your social media outlet of choice. Find us and shoot us a DM. With that being said, we are no longer doing seasons on this podcast, so there will never be a season finale again. <laughs> Instead, we will treat milestones as our big episodes. With this being our 79th episode, we are only 21 episodes away from our 100th episode and not too far away from our two-year anniversary. So there are plenty of big milestones to look forward to. And with that being said, what do you want us to do for our 100th episode? Give us some ideas. Contact us. Let us know in message form, email form. Post it on our Facebook group. And if you're not in our Facebook group, you've got to get over there. Just search Infinite Rabbit Hole. Look for our logo. If it's the white logo, that is our Facebook page where you can get all the news and information for the show that you could possibly desire. The black logo is our group where you can actually dive into the conversation with us and check out all the cool stuff that we post, including new episodes and all the same stuff that you find over on our page. That's why we're really pushing this group is because it is really taking off and it's a lot of fun. So get over there, over to Facebook and look for Infinite Rabbit Hole, the black logo, and that is our group. Let us know. Make a post. Hey, guys, I want to see you guys talk about this. I want to see you guys talk to this person. Well, but what we're going to do is we're going to try to get a couple options together for you guys here. And in the next month or two, we're going to make a poll on the group and let you guys vote on what you guys want to hear us do for our 100th episode. Guys, what do you think about that? I didn't even ask you about that. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. As long like as you it. admit good. that light speed isn't constant. Well, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not admitting that yet. I need to do some more <laughs> research and go. I got to go time speed, uh, the speed of light myself. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. Head over there. <laughs> let us know what you want to talk about. And if we don't hear from anybody, which often happens, we're just going to create a poll of what we want to do and let you guys vote for it. And if you, you don't vote on that, then we're just. We're going to quit. We're going to go UA. No, we're good. <laughs> It'll be the end of the show. We'll, we'll quit at episode 99. No, there I'm just kidding. It. We'll do, we'll do something. You'll quit. And I'll, me and Jeff and Kenzar will take over and we'll change it to like just the rabbit hole. And it'll just be the same topic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll name it shadow band podcast Two. Yeah. <laughs> shadow band hole. Uh, hole of the shadows. Anyways, shadow hole. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly i thought that was a good episode what do you guys think that was fun that was fun 
You're welcome. I enjoyed it. I think that was a lot better than the first one. Jeff. Oh, it was a lot better than the first one. It really, because Kenzar was here. It made it so much better. Yeah. If we had Kenzar in the first one, it would have been just awesome. New kid Kenzar and old new guy Jeff. (laughs) Yep. I'm not old. How old are you? I'm old enough. I'm not used to getting called a kid. How old are you, Kenzar? I'm 26. I just thought kid and kid and Kenzar kind of work. You are so young. I know. I'm the ba- I'm the baby of the group here, but usually I'm the oldest of my my group of friends. So I think Jeff is like not used to getting called the kid. <laughs> I'm old enough to have gray in my beard. That's all you need. Ooh, to you're know. in your fifties. <laughs> I just found a really awesome article about light speed being constant. No, no, I, I'm not light. even taking that seriously. Without looking it up. No. Well, well, how not you gonna, at all. How are you going to argue this? You don't even know the speed without looking it up. It's fast. Uh, it's fast, yeah. There you go. All right, well, that's been another episode of The Infinite Rabbit Hole. Next episode, next week, Jake, you want to introduce everybody to what we will be doing? Yeah, we're going to be doing an episode that you guys are really going to like. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jake. No, we're going uh, to have my brother Grayson on. And we're going to have a conversation piece about simulation theory. It was going to be a really big deep dive, but Jeremy will tell you that there is a quite a bit to it. So instead of having this incredible deep dive, we're going to have him on. He is by far our oldest fan. He was the one that we bounced off our terrible crap episodes off of when we before we even got started. He was giving us pointers. Uh, he and I used to have a YouTube channel. I'm not going to tell the name of it on here. You're just going to have to find it. And uh, <laughs> the videos are still there. And we uh, we used to kind of do this sort of stuff together. So it was, you know, an easy transition for both of us. And so he was the our filter for what's bad and what's not. And eventually it was just like, all right, well, we're never going to get any any better until we start putting these things out there. But he was the guy, right? He was the guy that we went to. And... Yeah, so it's going to be a pleasure having him on here. He listens to every single episode, and we're going to have a chit-chat about, uh, you know, uh, was it, what is the topic? Simulation <laughs> yeah, theory. We're going to have a chit-chat about simulation theory, and what do we feel about it? What do we believe about it? You know, is it believable? All those sorts of things. Just enjoy him being on, you know, have him as a guest, a very long overdue having him on. And then later on in the season, we're going to have him on again for a deep dive on the sim theory with a someone who studies quantum physics. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, excited for next week for sure. Yeah, so definitely that's kind of what I was referring to. I've been doing a lot of research in the quantum physics to try to make sense of simulation theory so that I can present it to all of you without sounding stupid. And it's a lot. So I mean, he doesn't gonna... know what light speed is, you know? <laughs> right? I thought it was a constant. What an idiot. Um, <laughs> um, so what we're going to do is we're going to have a conversation about it. You know, what are, what are our beliefs and the possibilities of, of us living in a simulation? And I'm sure Jeff has a lot to say. This is something that uh, he finds interesting. Correct, Jeff? Correct. Correct. Kenzar, what do you think about next week's topic? 
I'm so excited. Ooh. I find it so fascinating. And watch for that logo, guys. I spent a lot of work on it. I can't oh, wait to yeah. oh, I'm excited for that, too. <gasps> Are we going to make a t-shirt? We have yes. to. Yes. Yeah, yes. we'll make a t-shirt for sure. Well, that is it. That is the end of the seasonal infinite rabbit hole that will no longer be a thing. <laughs> we are just going to continually drop awesome shit and try to spread out into some more interviews and get you more engulfed into the community of the strange and the unknown, no matter what it is they're talking about. Oh, Thanks. and I know people have been talking about it. And yes, our introduction will be shortened significantly. So yes, don't worry, it's coming. <laughs> so no, no more two minute intros. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what we're doing yet, but it's coming. Anyways, thank you for helping make this show what it is. I really do appreciate it. And from everyone here at the Infinite Rabbit Hole, thank you. And we'll see you next week. The next path of the Infinite Rabbit Hole. I'm going to go to the hospital.